We spent a lot of time this morning teeing up the debate, the provincial leaders' debate scheduled from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. on 680 CJOB, moderated by Richard Cloutier. So we had a pre-debate panel. What do you want to hear from the leaders today? We took your calls. What do you want to hear from the leaders today? And what are your concerns? And inspired by the leaders' debate, we asked you, what's a memorable debate you've had? And you can't talk about debates without talking about toilet paper. Over or under? I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Monday, September 18th podcast for The Start. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. An exciting day on 680 CJOB because coming up at 10 o'clock, it's the showdown, the big debate. And this studio is quite, shall we say, decorated this morning. Yeah, I think that's the right word. We've got big monitors up and cameras, extra cameras set up from Global News because they'll be recording the debate as well when Heather Stephenson, Wab Canoe, Dougal Lamont come into this room and share their thoughts with Richard Cloutier on a wide variety of issues. And, you know, by the end of it, will you be saying, can't we all just get along or <laughs> no need to get along? I don't want them to get along because that makes for better, I think, uh, content on the radio. But also uh, maybe for those of us that are undecided at this point, an opportunity to make up their mind as to which leader might be stronger. I don't know what percentage of individuals leave it to the debates to turn or sway their decisions. But I suspect there's a, a, a great number of people who don't know who they're going to vote for. And this just might be the first step in helping them sort that out. So I'm very much looking forward to the answers. And Brett, as it comes to politicians, I think quite often it's the non-answers that tell a tale as well. Yeah, that's fair, what they're not saying. And our question of the day, by the way, Greg mentioned the percentage of people. Well, you can be one of those percentages. Question of the day for Mr. Furness. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furness, 204-832-6243. How will you decide on how to vote in the upcoming provincial election? Party, person, issues, debates, or it varies. Cast your vote, cjob.com. So the debate starts at 10 a.m., live, 90 minutes, commercial-free, and uh, before that, Loren, at 7.35, we have set up our own little pre-debate panel. Yeah, we're going to talk to three Manitobans, two who live in Winnipeg, one in the Southland, uh, one who works uh, in the inner city, and then with someone who lives in southwestern Manitoba for so different geography and maybe perhaps some different interests about what they want to hear. And, it, you know, for some people, it might be issue-related, it might be policy-related, depending on what you do, it might be taxes or healthcare, or who knows, but I think tone also plays into it a lot. And what I love about the radio format is TV, you get distracted, I think, when you're watching what they're doing. Like, I, I like watching that for other reasons. You know, how they hold themselves, how they compose themselves, that kind of thing. But when you're listening to how people speak on radio, it really is to me about clear mm. and tone. And so that's always interesting for me. Yeah, and of course, 
the issues that are most critical and most important to you quite often are determined by geography. It's about what's going on in your front yard, in your backyard. And so which of the leaders is speaking to you directly, indirectly, who's standing up for and creating policies that are going to fix the things that are concerning to you or maybe continue? Because let's face it, there are a lot of people that aren't necessarily looking for change. They're pretty comfortable with the way things are going right now. And so how does a leader, in this case, probably the premier, convince me that the path that we're on is the proper one? And how do the opposition, how do they come in and say, no, 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 we've been on a path that, that that's not quite right. And how do they convince you to maybe take a leap of faith? I was reading something the other day about how polarized, you know, we all know that there's a lot of opinions out there right now, perhaps more than ever before. And that the hard part right now for leaders, whether it be in politics or like in the workspace, is that people have are really entrenched in the way they feel. I'm not changing my mind. You can't make me change my mind that even on little things. So whether it's politics or not, maybe it could be just parenting, mm-hmm. it could be sport. I'm doubling down. I'm not listening to you. And that makes it really hard to connect sometimes because there, there's the undecided that we always speak about, but then there's the decided who I'm really decided. I don't care what you tell me. This is what I'm doing. And so do you walk into it with an open mind or not? Yeah, that's tough because, and that's just basic human nature. If you, because if you change your mind, if you allow someone to, to change your mind, I like, I, I got no problem with that, but there, there is a, a part where you, if you change your mind, it means maybe I was wrong and it's tough to admit that to yourself, right? Like I was wrong. Or I, 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 I feel wishy-washy if I change my mind. I gotta have conviction. So, so if, if that's something that's difficult for most of us to do and to admit in our personal, interpersonal relationships, think about how difficult it is for a politician to do it on a grand stage. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear that from a politician once in a while who says, we tried this track. It's clearly not working. Let's change course. Here's why. And... This is our intention. And uh, you don't necessarily have to apologize, but admitting that you're going down the wrong path, I'd like to hear a little more often from from leaders of all types. So the debate's coming up at 10 a.m. on 680 CJOB. And on the subject of debates at 645, we'll connect some dots. We'll tell you how we're going to link debates to concert tickets we want to give away today. We have an announcement just after 9 o'clock. And then at 9.15, we'll give those tickets away. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. The provincial leaders' debate starts at 10 o'clock, live for 90 minutes, uninterrupted, moderated by CJOB's Richard Cloutier. We have a pre-debate panel coming up at 7.35, asking our three guests, what do you want to hear from the leaders' debate? And you can feel free to weigh in as well at 204-780-6868. Also, heads up, we've got concert tickets to give away we shall announce said concert at 905 and greg coming up at uh 755 while we're still very heavily focused on the winnipeg blue bombers at 755 we're heading back to the ice yeah the winnipeg jets get training camp underway later on this week their young stars are in penticton british columbia right now a tournament with 
the Vancouver Canucks, Edmonton Oilers, and Calgary Flames, young stars. So, uh, yeah, hockey season is essentially upon us, and Kelly Moore will uh, give us some insight as to uh, what the topics of discussion are most likely to be as we head towards this weekend's uh, real get-go of training camp. And, uh, of course, we've got uh, Fan Appreciation Day coming up uh on saturday with uh with the jets and and their fans it's a it's a day not to be missed all right so that first hockey commentary at 755 and then we'll talk more sports and football at 835 but right now leaders from canada's biggest grocers will meet in ottawa today to talk about food prices yeah the summit comes days after prime minister justin trudeau threatened tax measures against big grocers if they didn't respond to his call to quote do something end quote to stabilize prices so today the big five Loblaws, Walmart, Metro, Costco, and Sobeys will have representatives at a meeting with the federal industry minister. Also there as an unpaid observer is the man we know as the food professor. Sylvain Charlebois is the director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. I will be uh, advising uh, the minister uh, throughout the meeting and, and beyond, of course. And I, I think the goal here is to create a dialogue between the minister and the industry uh, to get a better feel of what's going on, uh, what are the factors driving food prices higher, and what can be done to stabilize food inflation. So the latest consumer price index from Stats Canada, it showed inflation was up 3% year over year in July. Food prices were up 8.5% in that same month. While that's still high, it's actually down from what we saw about a year ago when food prices were up 11% year over year. But I don't think it really matters at this territory where those numbers sit. They're still inflated and many Canadians are frustrated and unhappy. I think we're still uh, at at a phase where we're trying to understand exactly where the industry uh, is right now, where food inflation is. Uh, my reading of, of food inflation right now is that things are actually improving. Uh, the food inflation rate is continuing to drop, and uh, we are expecting the gap between inflation and food inflation to be at zero uh, probably in the middle of winter 2024. So things are improving, but uh, Canadians actually need help now, which is probably why we're having a meeting. Yeah, the patience and the and the amount of time before that happens, if it does in fact happen, those are just projections, uh, obviously uh, not anything i don't think my family is oh well it'll be better by january hmm, will it won't it uh, i i agree with <laughs> sylvain charlebois there most canadians are saying i need relief now so yesterday on global's the west block mercedes stevenson welcomed globe and mail ottawa bureau chief bob fife and toronto star reporter stephanie levitz to the program part of their discussion focused on today's food cost summit, if we can call it that. Some will simply call it political grandstanding, political theater. That whole issue of of the groceries, which is a BS argument on their behalf that we're being gouged by the grocery stores. Bank of Canada has done two studies that blew that apart. The the margins of profitability is about 3.5%. 
the increases uh, in grocery prices as a result of supply chain issues, as a result of big brands increasing the cost because the costs are being increased on them. Uh, it's also a factor with climate change, as we know that there's, it's had, it's had a, a huge effect on a lot of, uh, of crops, which has forced up the prices. Those are the reasons for it. If he's serious about really wanting to bring down grocery prices, he could do two things. Supply management monopoly, hello, paying more money for eggs and cheese and chicken. Get rid of the supply management, which the Americans have said we should be doing for a long time ago. And what about taking off the fuel GST fuel price on farmers so that they can they can uh, not pass on these costs to consumers? That's really something to do, rather than saying I'm going to call the grocery store magnates uh, to Parliament Hill and and all MPs are going to yell at them. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it is really it's just a, you know. It, it's frustrating when you see them do playing that kind of a game. Uh, they're not being honest with Canadians. Well, and also because it's hypocritical. I mean, this is a Liberal government who is also taking great pains to argue again and again and again that they are not responsible for inflation, that it's about the war in Ukraine, it's about climate change, it's about post-pandemic supply chain slumps, it's about a, a bunch of things and completely discounting you know, the number of people who are pointing out, well, kind of your pandemic, post-pandemic spend, your pandemic spend was in fact fueling inflation. They won't listen to that argument. No, 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 you're full of conspiracy theories. You refuse to understand the reality. They're doing the same thing yeah. on the grocery prices, but the reverse, right? They're refusing to acknowledge that it's a global problem. There was a reporter, um, you know, who pointed out to Justin Trudeau, for example, that he's not calling to task Costco and Walmart to, you know, multinational big buyers who have a role to play in the, in the product and pricing. And in fact, in this environment, more Canadians are probably shopping at Costco and at Walmart than maybe are at Loblaws. So it's a bit of political sleight of hand. It's great theater, perhaps. But does it end with real price differentials for Canadians? I, I don't know. Still looking to confirm Costco and Walmart and whether or not uh, they will be there or not. It's our understanding that they will be, uh, but uh, once again, uh, the proof will be in the meeting later on today. Uh, Sylvain Charlebaugh will join Richard and Julie this afternoon to give his account of what he saw. He's there today as, a, as an observer on behalf of, of the, the Food uh, Centre in Dalhousie University. So it'll be fascinating to see how things go today, or once again, if, as, if it is, as a lot of people see it, Brett, as just sort of an exercise in pacification for, for, for the public right now. You can read more at cjob.com. It is Mackling, McGarry and McNabb with the debate today, the provincial leaders debate coming up at 10 o'clock live on 680 CJOB moderated by Richard Cloutier. We want to have some fun on the subject of debates. We want you to tell us about a memorable debate you were a part of, whether it was like a formal organized debate. Maybe you competed in debating in school or just a good one that you had with somebody where maybe you won. Like, for example... In 19, I guess this would have been 1992 by then, because I purchased Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. which came out 32 years ago this week, by the way, September 24th, 1991. Can't believe that. But um, <laughs> it had the parental advisory sticker on the cover of the album. So my mom wanted to take it away from me. She says, well, I don't want you listening to this. And I just, I remember sitting down and very calmly saying, Mom, 
my friend Kent, I go to hang out with him all the time. We have listened to this album from start to finish like a hundred times mm-hmm. by now. So I finally just went out and got it for myself. So you taking this away from me, even though I know pretty much it, the whole thing word for word, isn't going to, what's that going to do? What's that going to accomplish other than you imposing your will for no reason? Was this debate as calm and cool and yeah. collected as it is right now as you're, yeah. as you're retelling it? It was even calmer, actually. That's impressive. And I think that's why I, I won. You because did, she hey? was, she, I could see the look on her face like she was surprised at mm. what was unfolding in front of her. It's like, oh, he makes a good point and he made it like a responsible, not insane person. So, because <laughs> normally it would just be, but mom, why? I want to listen to it. Anyway, there's mine. Tyson in for Cam. What do you got? Oh, got to turn your microphone on. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, no, my favorite debates were always just with my brothers in playing mini sticks. And there was always, there would be sometimes the glove might hit the door and it's supposed to be a goal. But then one saying, oh, no, no, that didn't touch the door. That didn't touch the door. Acting like, you know, we had like actual replay. But no one has a clue, really. The only person that knows is whoever, whoever's the goalie or whatever. But... Yeah, no, those are always those are always my favorite parts of uh, playing with my brothers in the basement. We just played yesterday in the basement, and I was fully cheating, like a hundred percent, and got called out a lot. I am not because I was just shoving them around because I don't have time for getting down. Like it's hard playing floor or like mini sticks when you're a grown woman. But that's the source of biggest fights. And then you hear the silence downstairs, and you're like, uh oh. There's no noise now coming from the basement. Someone is getting pummeled. Oh, there's only <laughs> one thing worse than very loud noises coming from the basement when it involves your kids, and that's no, no noise. noise at all. Really? Oh, oh yeah. then you know it. Something, don't tell something, mom. Don't tell something mom. Something not good is going on. Yeah. That do you? Is that when you then go running downstairs? Oh, yeah, or you out? just ignore it once they get to a certain age. <laughs> or you you yell, know? what's going on down there? And you wait yeah. to see if the laughter is like that cry laughter or like just laughter, laughter. <laughs> Don't you say anything? Don't you say anything? Sarah, what about you? For me, there are two things in this life that I will defend to the end, and that is Taylor Swift and Olive Garden. Two very, yeah. two very different things. But uh, I've brought up the Olive Garden debate before that we've had at the office where I mentioned that I was going to Olive Garden. And people, oh, why are you going there? There are so many other good places. And yes, I fully am aware there are many good other places to go. But I, you can't, Olive Garden's good old reliable. Endless breadsticks, soup, salad, can't go wrong. So uh, some fairly good points there, I think, anyway. I think, I, I think that debate got so heated. That went on for days, the Olive Garden really debate around did. here. So many people got involved. And like I've gotten some recommendations, and I have been to others since then. And they are also very good. So like I'm willing to compromise here. People get really stuck. It's like uh, a few months ago, Cam Poitras made a comment about Bon Jovi. Yeah. That I almost had to leave the building. I was so upset. <laughs> this really? debate about, he didn't, it wasn't that he was against, I shouldn't do this while he's not here. It wasn't against him, just didn't get the hype. No. Oh, no, he's very, oh, oh <laughs> no. be kind because yeah. he's not he here sat right now. in that chair where you're sitting right now, <laughs> once upon a time, with a scathing attack on yes. Bon Jovi and anyone <laughs> yes. who loves I get it. Bon Jovi. Okay. And why, why Taylor Swift? What do you have to defend there? Oh, just people, they don't just don't get the hype either. It's, that's my Bon Jovi, Loren. Like, Taylor Swift's my Bon Jovi. I don't know. She just has proved she can do any genre. She's an amazing songwriter. She makes millions, billions. People pay that much to see her. 
she's a star. 20 years separates us, but like you were talking mini sticks, Tyson, uh, yesterday, I also spent a good 15 minutes just so I could belt it as loud as I could, memorizing uh, Cruel Summer. Oh, yeah. That's a goodie. (laughs) Aiden's going to hate, hate, Just the one section I wanted to be able to really nail. Uh, (laughs) Cruel Summer. By whom? Taylor Swift. Swift. We're talking about Taylor Swift. What about Bananarama? No, I'm not talking about Bananarama. Yes, come on. As a segue to Taylor Swift, I decided to dovetail into Bananarama. That's how wars start when you're not clear about what's going on. Hey, if you want a good cover of the Bananarama version of that, Ace of Base did a really good cover of Cruel Summer. By the way, uh, what about you, Mackling? Anything Ace of Base with me. Well, not surprisingly, most of my debates over the years have been... uh, based around the merits of living in Winnipeg and in Manitoba when I've lived elsewhere to the point where most people would just, you know, if it's so bloody good, why don't you just move back there? So I did three times move <laughs> back here because, uh, well, it's, it's home and it's a place that I love. But for how, go, how long were the Jets gone for between 96 and 11, years. 15, almost 16 years and a good 11 of them? I spent every waking hour, every opportunity I could trying to sell people on the idea that the NHL was in fact going to come back to Winnipeg. And I usually came off like a lunatic. Like, there's no way this is happening, Mackling. Well, you'll see. Once upon a time was my mantra. You will see. And here we are, 13 seasons into Winnipeg Jets 2.0. But I took a ton of heat. I was told I was absolutely insane. Guys wanted to fight me once upon a time, physically fight me. They knew that if they brought up this topic, they could get under my skin and I might actually engage with them in a physical fashion. Well, you were right. You won you the won. debate. I ended up being right. That was, was a long play, though. <laughs> that was a long play. <laughs> and Loren, what about you? My dad still talks about the time, the second time he took the TV away from our house and we were not allowed to watch TV because he thought we were, our brains were turning to mush and blah, blah, blah. And I wrote in a whole letter that I left on the island for him that then turned into a big debate about all the reasons why we deserve to have it back and how we had these great marks and we were in activities and blah, 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 blah. That was on the more serious side of the debate. But this one, I think, always gets people going. Oh, is this not going to work for me? Uh-oh. Uh, your, your computer is down. It's up now. It's up. Play yeah, okay. it. Play it. Play it. On a break. <laughs> we were on a break. We were. Were they? Or weren't they? Yes, of course they were. Rachel and Ross on a break when we had relations with someone else. There are even, they have welcome mats with that question on it. Were they on a break? And it's for the UPS drivers and, and the Amazon drivers. People will have that. If uh, if it's yes, put the package on on the yes, and if it and if it was no, put the package <laughs> on the other side. That's how large and how long and heated that debate is. It's Mackling McGarry and McNabb as we get ready for the provincial leaders' debate happening at ten o'clock on CJOB. We are asking you about the debates. That you've been a part of in your life, whether it was a formal, like organized competitive event or just maybe you had a silly debate. And uh, Keith over at the Osborne Village Resource Center, Loren, is um, his, let's say his fandom has led to many debates. If you have a friend like Keith, then you have said to him them before, why? He says, good morning. My debate has gone on for 55 years. I am a diehard Maple Leaf fan since going back to the Dave Keene Hockey School. Keene? Some of the debate is fun and some ugly. 
so much that I cannot go to a Leafs game when they are in Winnipeg and show I'm a fan. I love the Leafs and debating about them is usually fun. On another note, I married an amazing, beautiful woman I do not deserve. She knew if I was loyal to the Leafs, I would be loyal to her. It <laughs> pays to be a Leaf fan. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, Jackie was a Leafs fan when I met her because the Jets had been gone for a considerable amount of time. And so she she was one of those that I had to convince once upon a time that the Jets were going to come back to Winnipeg. But uh, that remains a little bit of a source of consternation all these years later. She's got a Felix Potvin jersey in our walk-in closet in the basement with all her other jerseys. I threatened to burn that thing from time to time. And she says, I will do that. I'm not allowed to do any such thing. So she still has just a little bit of a tinge of loyalty to the Maple Leafs. And people are mean about that one, Brett. Like I have my youngest is a Leafs fan. And going back, you know, at least five years or so. So when he would go to games or even wear that jersey, like as a five-year-old, people would be, eh, kid, why? Like ready to take on this kid? You know, like it's like, okay, everybody's pump your brakes here. He's a child. 1967. That's all you got to say. And Dave says as part of Manitoba Youth Parliament, he spent several Christmas breaks during the 80s at Parliament and remembers one particular debate in 1986 about AIDS and says there were people on all sides of the debate. And Dave says, we stayed up virtually all night constructing our arguments, compiling our data. This was before the age of the internet, but it was an absolute blast. And I remember those years fondly. So that'd be a wild experience to be able to do that. It's why people like debate clubs. You know, it's about just, it's not, sure, it's good to believe what you're arguing, but that's not always what it's about. It's about stating your case. And are you someone who can adequately and articulately Convince somebody else. And if someone's a good debater, man, you can suddenly be switched right over. I was a judge at the provincial debate championships last year, the high school debate championships. And a lot of the debaters had to argue on a side that you could tell that they did not believe in. It was a fascinating exercise. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. 10 o'clock today until 11.30. Richard Cloutier will moderate the Provincial Leaders Debate live commercial-free on 680 CJOB. And as we get ready for that debate, we are, well, we got to jump out of the studio seats just a little bit early at 201 Portage to make room for the big three. The big three reminds me of the show This Is Us. I don't know if you ever watched that, oh, but yeah. there was triplets and the dad always called them the big three. But we're talking about, of course, Heather Stephenson, Wab Canoe, and Dougal Lamont. They will sit down with Richard Cloutier, as you mentioned, Brett. And before they have their say, we wanted to turn to you for your say. If you live in rural Manitoba, what's the key issue? How are you feeling as a business owner or community advocate, Greg? So joining us from southwestern Manitoba, we have the mayor of Melita, Bill Holden. Bill, good morning to you. Good morning. From South Winnipeg, the co-founder of Body Measure, Melina Elliott. Hi, Melina. Morning. And Damon Johnson, Aboriginal Council of Winnipeg. Damon, good morning, my friend. Morning. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for making time for us today. Let's start with you, Damon. What's at top of mind? What are you hearing is the issue in this election? Uh, myself, I think it uh, <clears throat> should be homelessness. I mean, it's a huge issue in the city, and the mayor and council have made it up number one of their number one priorities. So, yeah, that's where I stand. 
That connects to so many things. When you talk about homelessness, there's also addictions issues. There's crime that I think are top of mind for many. Healthcare might be weighing heavily on many people. Melina, uh, you run a business in South Winnipeg. Like, what goes through your mind as we look towards that election in just two weeks' time? And maybe even what are clients saying to you about what some of their concerns are? Definitely the cost of living is a big one and the cost of running a business. I mean, I think that they've talked a lot about what are they going to do? What are what are we going to do for business? But when they're talking about business, they're talking about large businesses. But small businesses really are the backbone of our city. And I haven't really seen anything that's trying to encourage small business and support small business. And Bill Holden, mayor of Melita, uh, let's go to you. What's concerning people in, in your area? Well, I think uh, we've got a lot of issues out here, too. Uh, uh, housing, affordable housing is one for sure, and infrastructure. But the main one on everybody's uh, mind is, is health care. Now, I, I, I see that uh, there's a lot of promises being made by all the parties for health care advancements in the city of Winnipeg. But we've seen a decline in our health care system out here in the last 10 years. We were the town of Melinda, for example, our health care unit, we had four, doc- or four doctors, a full staff, uh, full EMS services, and our ER was open pretty well all the time. And now we're down to basically uh, our ER uh, started go- getting cut more and more all the time. Now we're actually out indefinitely. So um, it's a big issue out here. The town of Melita and our healthcare unit is uh, situated in the far southwest corner of the province, and uh, it's 45 minutes from us to another any other hospital, and another 45 minutes from the other from the people that live in the outskirts of our catchment area. So it's a, it's a big priority for us to get some kind of health care service in the town of Milan and all the, all the rural Manitoba as far as that goes. Bill, your neck of the woods, you know, that's traditionally a conservative stronghold in Melita, your uh, southwest corner of the province. But that doesn't mean there might not be change. And it doesn't mean there aren't going to be people who vote for the three different parties or more. What would you say the emotion is? Like, you sound frustrated. Is that kind of the way people are feeling right now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated for sure. Like I said, uh, this is my third term as mayor. And uh, uh, right as soon as I uh, took over office, that was the main topic of uh, discussion was the declining health care in the, in the area. And it's just gone downhill steady. We are working with the RHA to try and come up with some kind of a formula, but it all still comes out of Winnipeg because uh, the funding comes from uh, Health Manitoba. Uh, the diagnostics and the EMS come out of uh, Shared Health Manitoba, which is situated in Winnipeg. We, we started off here with 80 EMTs and two ambulances. We're down to one EMT here right now. And when I first got on, we had 56, uh, a shortage of 56 EMT in our Prairie Mountain Health, and now we're well over 100. Wow, those are some uh, startling numbers, Bill. Melina, help us uh, get inside uh, the world of an entrepreneur. When you're trying to, to decide what you're going to charge your customers for your services, is it based on what you think they'll pay for that service or is it based on your input costs? And, and, and how do you reconcile the whole idea of increasing costs and, and how do you battle that idea of when and what to pass on to your customers? I would say, so we've been in business for five years now and our expenses have gone up in that five years and specifically in the last two years, our expenses have gone up almost 25%. So 
you know, we have a very small business and we, we try to run our business in a, in a, in a smart way, but also in, also in an ethical way. Like we pay all of our staff a living wage, which is above minimum wage. Um, so that's something that we do on our own and ensure that they have benefits and paid time off and all of that kind of thing. But then in the end, when your costs go up, how do you keep doing that? How do you keep providing your staff with a living wage that they can go out and have, you know, a good life that everybody deserves? So you have to pass those costs on, unfortunately, to the customer. Um, and, you know, it's a hard decision to make because we hear on a daily basis people coming in talking about, well, I really, you know, I really need to get a bone density scan and I can't get one done through Manitoba Health. So I, I am hearing the very same things that the other people are talking about with regards to access to health care. Um, and so then they're going to say, well, I'm going to pay for this and I'm going to go for I'm going to forego something else. So it's a, a real difficult decision. That's Melina Elliott as the co-founder of Body Measure. Their business is on St. Mary's Road in South uh, St. Vital. We also spoke to Bill Holden just a few seconds ago about the healthcare situation in Melita. He's the mayor there. And Damon Johnston's with the Aboriginal Council of Winnipeg. And Damon, you flagged homelessness as a big concern and issue that's top of mind for you. Has that changed in recent years? Because it certainly feels like it sounds like leaders are starting to take it more seriously. But do you get the sense that that's the will of the people to pay more attention to what's going on on our streets? Yeah, well, there was a, if you remember, there was a survey done or a poll on that issue, and it it was uh, it came up pretty high on the list of things they wanted the mayor and council to address. So I think you know we need we're going to need the three levels of government, better cooperation between them, you know, a shared focus, building some consensus on how to deal with these issues. When you talk about homelessness, how do you sell that back to the Winnipeggers? When you hear some people say, "I don't care, that doesn't impact me," why should we all be paying more attention to that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how anybody could drive around the city and not and not notice it. We're going you know to, I mean? yeah, we still got you there, Damon. You just heard a bit of beeping there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd like to go around the wheel oh, yeah. if I could before I let we let everybody go and just ask, you know, is there a specific promise you're looking to hear today or is it more tone? Um, let's go to you, Bill and Melita. Is it promises, issues, or or just the sound of what the person might be saying that you're listening to today uh, well actually the promises i know there's a lot of promises being made and we know we all know election promises are just election promises but uh we'd like to see a little bit more focus on rural manitoba to start with uh, melina made a good point about wages uh an ems employee in the town of melita um would make uh, quite a bit less than an ems employee in the, in the city of winnipeg and the across the border in saskatchewan that's that goes the same with nurses out here uh, one of the big issues, too, and you mentioned this has been a conservative riding uh, pretty well forever, uh, a lot of people don't even vote out here anymore because, uh, and you ask the young people, I said, well, what difference does it make? Well, every vote uh, counts, so please, everybody, get out and cast your ballot. What's your message, Melina, to, to those that might be on the fence about about voting even and, and getting engaged? How How critical is it? Well, I am a strong believer in voting. I've voted, you know, since I was 18 years old. And you, I always say that if you don't vote, then you can't complain about the state of, of things, right? Because you didn't take any type of action to try to bring about change. It doesn't take very long to go down and vote, and it really makes all the difference. I'm really hoping that we'll see some um, conversation around how we can support small business in, in the city and in rural Manitoba, because, you know, we're all still, I th- sometimes I think people don't realize that all small businesses are still really dealing with the impact of COVID and the shutdowns that we experience. 
And um, we need, you know, to kind of focus on that small business to get the economy going. And, and, you know, everybody just kind of makes our city a great place when we have lots of small businesses. And Damon Johnson, what about you? What are you hoping to hear today? About? From the leaders, what would you like to hear from your provincial leaders? Well, like I say, I think, you know, that they... We've got these separations by party, different ideology, but in the end, you know, they need to come together. They'll be able to work together to make better decisions for Manitobans and those of us who live in the city. Damon Johnston, Aboriginal Council of Winnipeg, we thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Melina Elliott from Body Measure, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you. And Bill Holden, Mayor of Melita, thank you for your time, sir. We appreciate it. Okay, and thank you very much for having me on. You can weigh in at 204-780-6868 on our question of the day. By the way, for Mr. Furness, don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furness at 204-832-6243. How will you decide on how to vote in the upcoming provincial election? Party, person, issues, debates? It varies. It's Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We have a concert to announce just after 9.05. Tickets to give away at 9.15, and the winner shall win those tickets by texting us about a debate you've been involved in. Just a memorable debate, seeing as we've got the big provincial leaders debate at 10 o'clock, moderated by Richard Cloutier. And we've got a couple here, Loren, that uh, are also classics. Todd and St. B. Chunky soup, fork or spoon. Hardy enough to eat with a fork, but gravy enough to eat with a spoon. <laughs> and then they followed up with a fork, spoon, fork, spoon, fork, spoon text. That's always, like for lots of things, like in our house, I think we're split on even macaroni or craft dinner. Yep. Some want the spoon and I always use a fork. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. And I've never used a fork for soup though. Well, and other things that come out of the macaroni conversation, when you're making KD, do you even add milk? I know in the instruction it says to add milk. I never have. I've only used butter or margarine. And then the question about whether you put ketchup (laughs) on your KD is also a solid debate. But uh, the food ones are really good. I remember the Fork spoon, fork spoon, and then of course was it Miller Light, uh, Brett? That was less filling. Tastes great. They yes. would have the they would have the former football players yep. on the commercials. Those those were very entertaining back in the day. Yeah, those were solid marketing campaigns. And Michael, uh, with this is a, also a Hall of Famer. The big debate we have in our house is which way to put the toilet paper on the holder. Half of my house is in favor of the over, and half is on the side of the under. I'll change it to the over if I go in and it's on the under position. Lots of arguing in our house on this. I, I used to engage in this debate and then I started to think about what, like, what's the difference? I don't think I've ever it, noticed of, of it. how it sits. I think it's how it comes out. Like maybe the, the one you go to pull it is one way perceived to be easier yeah. than the other. Well, I don't think there is any debate. Over is the correct (laughs) one. But why? But why? Because I said so. Yeah, that used to be sort of my take on it as well. Never really thought about, why is this even a concern? It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Before we do anything else here on The Start, we have a concert announcement, Greg, and tickets to give away. I feel like I have to say this in a certain voice. The Tenors! Christmas with the Tenors 
Friday, December 1st, 2023, 7 p.m. Club Regent Event Center. Presale runs this Wednesday, September 20th, 10 a.m. Password is holiday. Tickets officially go on sale Friday, September 22nd at Ticketmaster. And we will give away our first pair of tickets in our next segment. We're asking you to weigh in on debates because we're hosting the Provincial Leaders Debate at 10 o'clock on 680 CJOB. 90 minutes, commercial-free, moderated by Richard Cloutier. And uh, just on the subject, uh, we were talking about the uh, toilet paper debate. Mike was asking, saying that he's an over-person, the other half of the house is under. And Mackling, you got some feedback from one of your buddies, did you not? It says, under allows for rings to scratch walls, especially women's pointy Wedding rings. Oh. So I don't know if that's part of the consideration or not. That's that's a pretty smart guy who texted me this. I'm not going to out him because I don't want to start World War ring? Three in his house. Well, maybe he's, you know, boast being boastful too. Oh. About the size of rock that his wife is. He'd have wears. to get pretty close to the, like, how close are you getting? Well, you know, and so I started thinking about that. I'd never heard that as a consideration, but I think I've mentioned I'm into these card detailing videos and detailing my cars on my own a little bit now and if you ever see we don't have we don't use keys most of us anymore some of us still do but a, a lot don't you have sort of that wire wireless entry keyless entry but you'll see scratches in behind your door handle from when you open your door that can be from rings and also just from your fingernails just scratching just a tiny bit and residue from your fingernails hanging around. So, oh. you know, sometimes it's stuff that you don't really think about adds up over time. Yeah. And uh, I, I had a girlfriend who liked to get her nails done and she, uh, they were like talons. So, yeah, I could say I've never, I never would have thought about that. But this is also, and I, we've got some great feedback we want to share from an ER nurse in a moment. But Brett uh, weighing in on our text line saying, in our house, all five bathrooms have two Toilet tissue holders. What? One features a roll with over, (laughs) and the other boasts a roll with under. And Brett says, isn't that how most homes are these days? I've never heard of that. Have you? I'd like to create a whole separate bathroom just for the men of the family to use. (laughs) You deserve that. In a different home. (laughs) In a different home (laughs) altogether. Are you making an announcement right now? (laughs) No, no. I love my family. I love my husband dearly. Just, I'm just, you know. Boys are messy. Hey, I've told, I've said this on the air. Jackie and I have had this discussion over the last several years that the next home, if we ever move, if we build a house or if we buy a house, it will have two separate um, main suites. One for her, one for me. She's tired of sharing a bath with with her. And uh, that would be just, that would keep peace for the next 30 years or so. Yeah, those double sink bathrooms I don't get because you're still in the mess. Or you're the mess and you're bugging your partner. Those are purely psychological. Whatever they are. Like you still see the, like if you're the clean one, you still see the mess of the other. And if if they're the clean one, they still see your mess. You're not, you're still coming in, you're just full of angst by the time you get out of there. Yeah, unless you have like the 10 by 10 ensuite bathroom, those double sinks aren't making a difference. They're both going to be equally as messy. Last chance to get in on those tickets. Just announced the Tenors. Christmas with the Tenors coming to Winnipeg. We'll pick a winner at 9.15 based on your debate topics. And on the subject of debate in our next half hour at 9.35, we're going to open the phone line. So if you want to 
Call in and let us know your thoughts as we approach this election and we approach this morning's debate. Feel free to call us. But we have some feedback here, Loren, from a retired ER nurse. Yeah, we want to ask, you know, is there an issue that you want to hear them address? Is there an answer you're still waiting for? Or maybe you've heard a promise and you question that. This listener says, I'm a retired ER nurse who has started picking up shifts again. The NDP promise to reopen emergency rooms bothers me. First, it takes specific training to be an ER nurse. We don't have enough staff, the ERs right now. Second, the claim that hundreds of nurses were fired as a result of restructuring is a spurious spurious claim. Nurses who had positions deleted as a result of the restructuring were immediately rehired. Finally, there is a nationwide nursing shortage. If he does reopen the ERs, he will have to close programs to staff them and find people who want to work there. What programs are the NDP going to sacrifice in order to fulfill this promise of reopening and building new ERs? It's a finite pot of nurses to dip into for now and the foreseeable future. Governing is more than just making promises. And this feedback works on the promise by the NDP to reopen those three ERs that were closed and, quite frankly, works on the question we've been asking for the past couple of weeks, Greg, where all parties are making promises to recruit more doctors or recruit more nurses or the Liberals with their free psychiatry under a certain age. Where are all these staff coming from? Even if you can find it in the budget, even if you can show me where the money is going to come from to pay for this, where are you going to get the resources? You're up against every jurisdiction in North America. This this isn't just a Canadian thing. You've got American jurisdictions talking about a shortage of nurses. And if you don't think they're coming hard for Canadian nurses like they did in the mid-90s, you're sadly mistaken. Lots of people are being recruited to come down to the United States and to be nurses and to get paid a lot of money to do it. So there are... Lots of hurdles to keeping these promises. Never mind the money. Like I said, I'll give you the money. You tell me you can afford it. That's fine. I just don't believe that you can keep three quarters of these promises when it comes to adding more staff, in particular in the healthcare field. You might recall at least six months ago, CGOB shared the story and was first with the story on the fact that the Grace Hospital had been without an overnight doctor on its medicine ward. So that's sort of the, where the patients go after the ER and before they might get to an ICU or other. And, and 100 patients at night, there was no overnight doctor. They alerted Manitoba Health to that situation over a year ago, and there was no change. I'm just texting with some of the doctors this morning who work at that hospital, and there's still no overnight doctor. That's one position. Let us know what you think at 204-780-6868. And by the way, our question of the day at cjob.com for Mr. Furness. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furness, 204-832-6243. How will you decide on how to vote in the upcoming provincial election? Party, person, issues, debates, it varies. Cast your vote, cjob.com. We'll take a look at your forecast and then give away some tickets for the tenors next on The Start. Tickets to give away for just announced 10 minutes ago. 
Christmas with the Tenors, Friday, December 1st at Club Region Event Center. In honor of the provincial leaders' debate, that will be moderated by Richard Cloutier at 10 o'clock on CJOB. We're asking you about your memorable debates, and uh, anytime you talk about the toilet paper debate, over or under, that is a conversation unto itself. What does this person have? The one last thought. Yeah, that's right. My thoughts on the over-under debate. I work in child care for years. If it's over and your kids bat the roll, you can lose the entire roll. If it's under, it's not usually easy to unroll. And that makes sense, too. There yeah. has to be a hygiene argument, I think, at some point. Well, would, I always thought there was. Be... I tried to make one up, but nah, I right. couldn't even sell myself. If you have a cat as well, they bat, they like to bat the toilet paper, too. But this listener counter is saying three reasons why going over is correct. When there used to be designs and print on TP, it was on the outside. That's true. It's easier for guys to reach it when standing, and it's easier for everyone to access away from the wall than against the wall. Good point. Good point on the standing. Yeah. So, again, I know that's the bane of your existence, right? That's why you... you no, you, actually, lately, I the thing about the uncleanliness of the bathrooms is that I feel like it it's intentionally... Someone's intentionally spitting at my mirror with their toothpaste. <laughs> Oh, like, really? Do they have the electric toothbrushes? No, your boys. No, should I get them? Because or no, those, don't those because they'll be even worse. No, I come in so like I walk into the main washroom at say three thirty in the morning, and that's where I have to leave my stuff so I'm not waking up my husband, and that's where the kids brush their teeth. And I every morning I'm like, what happened in here? <laughs> Did you vomit up the to- toothpaste? <laughs> Were you yelling at each other? Like, was was there is there a sign or a message here I'm supposed to get? Like, a help me, mom. I've been kidnapped in the like in sheer volume of toothpaste that is on the mirror. One of our runners up here is Debbie. Greg, what does Debbie say? There's no greater debate than a debate with a teenage daughter. I honestly cannot remember why I was so upset with her, but what I do remember is how she somehow turned everything around and I was the one apologizing to her. I left her room thinking, what the heck just happened? She would have made a great lawyer. Fast forward 14 years, she's grown up to be the most wonderful human being is now expecting a daughter of her own. I'm guessing, and you can say yay or nay, but I'm guessing every parent probably has that moment where you walk out of a room and you're like, what just happened to my child and when did they grow up? Yeah, spin doctor. They become tremendous spin doctors, guilt players. They will convince you that it's all your fault and you might even buy it for a split second. I th- what, what I'm surprised at uh, is how often every day I remark like, oh man, look at you. You're a little man now. Yeah? You know? Like you're sitting there <laughs> and they're chatting away with you and you're having your meal and like, I get teary just thinking about it. Like, where did you come from? I mean, I know physically where you came from. <laughs> That's actually the name of the book of how I learned about where I came from. Where but did I come from? Our winner, though, is Terry Belton with the huh. debate story that it's actually a debate within himself because he says, I've been a part of a work lottery group for over 30 years. We've only ever won small prizes, which are rolled over to help fund our ticket purchases. Most of us are now retired, including myself. And every three months when our group organizer sends out our subscription renewal email, I have the internal debate about whether I should continue or not. The feeling that the group will win as soon as I leave and the organizers keeping the dream alive since 85 signature always makes me continue and send the renewal funds. Once you get into one of those... The second you're out, the anxiety is real. 
Like whenever I would miss the group lottery here when we did that, I would like actively cheer against it. <laughs> like, don't win, don't win, don't win. We have a co-worker with personal experience on that front. Oh no, there's a story there. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. What we would like to do right now is crack open the phone lines at 204-780-6868 and invite you to call us to discuss what you would what would you what are you hoping to hear today? In the provincial leaders debate, moderated by Richard Cloutier, call us at 204-780-6868. The debate is on from 10 until 11.30, commercial free. And if you hear any ruckus, what was that ruckus? I heard a ruckus. Can you describe the ruckus, sir? You watch your tone, young man. You watch it. (laughs) But uh, the TV guys are in here getting set up. They're getting ready to record. Josh and Jordan, you have to be a name that starts with J to work as a camera (laughs) operator. And Jandal. His name's Randall, but we'll call him Jandal for the day. Uh, You know, it might not be what you want to hear. It might be what you would want to ask one of the leaders because I we had feedback at nine about an ER nurse saying her question is how are the NDP going to resource some of their promises? And another listener weighed in right after that and said, "Hang on, you know, conservatives had their chance and they've been promising, and they have resource issues too. And so you might have a very specific question you want to fire out at one of them." So give us a shout at 204-780-6868, like Craig. Good morning to you, Craig. What are, what are you hoping for? What would you like to ask? I'm hoping that the leader of the PC party wants to step down because uh, he's not favorable. The, the party is great, but the leader is horrible. You're not going to get that today from the leader. So I think if you're, if no, it's. But that's what I, you're asking what I was hoping for. That's my hopes. What's the issue that make, is making you say that? You talk about likability factor, but at the end of the day, it's about the promises they make or don't keep. So is there an issue that's driving this for you? It's just her. She can't win a debate. You know, Walt Canoe makes very good points, but I, I just don't agree with the, the NDP's policies. Hey, that's fair, Craig. And then thank you for weighing in and likability. That means that matters a lot. Craig, you still there? I let him go. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask, you know, you look at, in my opinion, you look at both benches, so to speak, of, of both the NDP and the conservative and and the provincial conservatives. And in my mind, the bench is pretty short in terms of who would be up next for either one of those leaders. And we know that the leaders are in studio today, but one of the big questions has to be, how is it that the Liberals are not capitalizing on this indecisiveness? Craig's comments are super common. I like what Wab Canoe has to say. I like the way he's thinking. But am I comfortable with him as Premier of the province? Not sure about Heather Stephenson. I mentioned last week the fact that she might be a little bit in the shadow still of Brian Pallister. Is she running against two leaders in a manner of speaking when it comes to this? And the whole style and perception of of, of her ability to sell the platform. And, and you mentioned likability, Loren. There are likability issues with both Wab Canoe and Heather Stephenson for a variety of reasons. There's a player I won't mention, just an athlete that plays for another team that, you know, lots of kids like, and he's a star. And I just, there's something about him that there's a likability factor where like, I, I don't want to actively cheer against that person, but I just, every time I see them pop up on the screen, I think, no, I can't get behind this. And that's sometimes just what, that's a simple sport thing. It doesn't really change your life one way or another, but it, you might just have a visceral reaction. Is this player a Toronto Maple Leaf? Yes. They're Austin Matthews. I don't care. I should have just said that to start with. What was I like? What am I worried? He's going to phone me? Be all insulted? Something like his face. Earl has phoned us at 204-780-6868. Hey, Earl. Hey, how are you? 
You're doing all right, sir. So what you got? What are you, well, yeah. what are you hoping for you today? You know what? I, I'm a 75-year-old guy. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Four years ago, it was crime, the hospitals, the nurses shortage, uh, the streets, you know, go back eight years, same crap. Go back to Selinger, it's the same crap. Like, it's just, everything is just being recycled. Earl, how frustrated do you get about Manitoba politics that for whether you're in power for four, seven, 11, 12 years. Ah, <laughs> oh, but the prior government did this and the prior Absolutely. government did that. I mean, that, that's been the playbook since 69, has it not? No kidding. Well, hey, oh, we didn't realize the mess that they left us here. It's going to take us forever to get, you know, get out of here. You know, I mean, I, I just, but I, I'm, I, like I say, I'm 75 years old, but I've seen this game over and over and over and over again, and nothing really changes. Well, Brett, that's been one of your complaints, right? That you want to be engaged and you listen yep. and you actively listen and you're looking for a reason to vote and you're tired of that game. Yeah, and it's just a, it, 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 at the provincial level, it's the conservatives or the NDP. At the federal level, it's the liberals or the conservatives and around and around we go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Earl, I think you're tapping into what a lot of people feel about politics, just kind of like yeah. this disenchantment. Well, you know, I, I worked the last uh, three elections as uh, electoral officer, and this time I just said, no, I, I'm not interested at all. So are you, is it safe to say you're an active voter over the years? Oh, 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 oh I've never missed a vote. No, 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 no. Uh, but and I, this you know, time will you vote, Earl? Oh, yeah, I will, but I, I will be biting my tongue. Well, would this feel, last one for you, Earl, because you've got some great insight do you feel as though you're picking from the lesser of, of evils, so to speak? <laughs> you nailed it right on the head. All right, Earl. Hey, thanks a lot for the call, buddy. We appreciate it. And let's turn our attention next to Gail. Good morning, Gail. Good morning, all of you. Um, yeah, my, so my thought is reduce our, our, our increase, not reduce, increase our personal tax exemption. That way it gives uh, more people more money disposable income to spend, that cuts sort of into the inflation problem. And my writing has no liberals, and that's who I would vote for. We have no liberals running. So who am I going to vote for? I don't like Stephenson. I don't like Knute. So what am I going to do? Yeah, there's a handful of writings that the Liberals weren't able to get a candidate in. They weren't able to field a, a full slate. And that's unfortunate if you're someone like yourself. And when you talk about that personal tax exemption, would you rather see that over some of those rebate checks or promises to, say, uh, eliminate the gas tax for a short period of time? Yeah, no, I would like to see the personal tax exemption go up. It gives more incentive to the people that are in the lower income bracket. And now I am in the lower income bracket because I'm retired. And I'm not going to see very much increases in my, my wages now that I'm retired. Right. So, you know, uh, yeah. That's one so, way to, to directly impact those that either on a fixed income of any sort or that are working at, at jobs where they're at the lower end of the, of the pay scale. Exactly. And that includes a really lot of people. When you think about the younger ones that are coming into the jobs right now, they are at minimum wage, if not maybe a little higher. So that would give them also some help and incentive to maybe go back to school or, you know, save some money. Like my son is living at home. I'm not going to kick him out. He pays monthly 
I'm not kicking him out. I want him to get himself ahead before mm-hmm. I kick him out of the house. Yeah. Gail, would you consider declining your ballot or I've refusing done that. it? I've done it in the past, and I'm going to do it again this year because I do not have enough of a choice. I'm sorry. That is my decision. I'm declining. You have nothing to be sorry for, Gail. I think we saw a few years ago there were a record number of people who did it. I suspect we might see something similar this time, but who knows. But, Gail, thank you for the feedback. We appreciate thank it. You. Bye. Let's go to Nate. Hi, Nate. Hi there. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well, sir. How about you? Good. I would like to see Heather Stephenson answer um, whether they're, um, sorry, they're, they're fighting for a parental rights slogan is anything other than a dog whistle to transphobes and the folks on the far right because it's very concerning um, to people in the LGBTQ community and we'd like her to uh, talk about that. I believe that's on the list of questions. I don't want to give anything away, but I know that's important to people who have been texting in throughout the past couple of weeks because you see those billboards up there. And, and I came into work last week and said to Greg, what, what, is the, what is behind all this? What is the actual messaging? And as I, as a parent, what am I missing out of all this that yeah. makes, makes someone think someone needs to fight for more rights? So those are important questions. Are you somewhere where it's raining right now out of curiosity? Oh. No, sorry, my my wipers went off in my vehicle. It's, it's, yeah, sorry I was just about looking that. at blue sky everywhere, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, where is he calling no, from? No, no, Nate has no, one of those cars where the volume control for his uh, radio is on his windshield wiper. <laughs> are. I thought you were yeah, no, no, that's okay. We're teasing you a little bit. <laughs> uh, Nate, thank yeah. you very much for that. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I know a lot of people are are seeing th- those statements that way. And uh, some clarification, I think, is in order. What are the billboards you referenced? It's um, it, there, There's been a couple ads on air that talk about fighting for your parental only rights. party, fighting for your parental rights. And then there's a billboard as mm. I was coming down Lajamodi, and it said something. I can't quite honestly tell you what's on it. Yep. It's something about parental rights. And, and just as a parent with kids in school, I'm like, am I missing something that someone needs to stand up and, and fight for me? Like, what's so amiss out there? And to his point, there are those who might be speculating that it's about issues and conversations that have taken place. I think it's the East Coast has revamped its its uh, parental rights platforms for parents' access to information of kids in school, and, and Saskatchewan on that. has done it, and there's those that are talking about, is that about the idea that if someone is identifying um, or coming out to their school teacher but not at home, is the school inform the parent? There's a whole conversation behind that, and people will say the school's the safe space. We're not drawing the, the parent in, and people... I have other thoughts on that. Let's sneak in one more here before we head out because we got to get out of this room to make way for Richard and the candidates. But Peter, what do you have to say? Yeah, I, I uh, just like to uh, know if you're going to ask a question. Web Canoe and the NDP are promising a number of uh, very fabulous uh, health care issues that they're going to solve and also balance the budget in their first year. Where is he going to get all this money? Very reasonable question. Gonna, Very how, reasonable how, question. How is he going to possibly pay for all these promises that he's making? I want to know the answer to that. All right, Peter. Well, hey, thank you very much for that. And thanks to all for weighing in. And you'll be able to weigh in after the debate on Connecting Winnipeg with Hal Anderson at 1130. But in the meantime, the debate starts at 10 with Richard Cloutier and the big three. As Loren called them, this is us earlier this morning. The triplets from This Is Us. Not quite the same thing.